0: You've got to master leading yourself. So that's about self-discipline. That's about experience. That's about controlling your feelings. So you've got to lead yourself.
1: From Wise Mentoring is the Wise Guys podcast, a show about accounting and bookkeeping practice owners and the many stories, lessons, and tips from their experience of transitioning from a time-poor practice to a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. You mentioned a lot about building extraordinary systems, and I think it's very topical here to talk about the marketing division, so Division 2 in the org chart, because if we get this part right, it makes Division 3 so much easier to implement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess marketing and sales is something that's foreign to all of us. But when you run a business and I'm talking about running a business, not a practice, then you have to have all seven divisions firing. And one of the big important divisions is uh, division three and division two, which is to do with marketing and and sales. The difference between marketing and sales is that marketing is about building awareness. So building awareness of your brand and building awareness of the products that you sell. So if people don't know who you are, or they don't know what you sell, then they don't know to buy it off of you. I use this analogy where when you do marketing, it's a bit like fertilizing the soil. So if you constantly fertilize the soil, then one day when you seed sow a seed in that soil, you'll come to fruition as opposed to seeding the soil into barren ground. If you seed your soil into barren ground, it's a waste of money. So you need to fertilize that soil first before you sell into it. And the more marketing you do, the less selling you need to do. So I'll just say that again, the more marketing you do, the less you need to sell. So in other words, at Chandanala, we do a lot of marketing. So by the time a prospect comes to see us, and it doesn't matter who they see in Chandanala, every person that's in Chandanala says the same thing to me, that this prospect acts like they've known us forever. And they get very personal where our client managers never met them before. And that's because the marketing has built trust. People have to go through a process is about building awareness and then building credit credibility, and then building trust. And then from trust, when they're ready to change accountants, then hopefully you've done the work so that they will choose you. Because it is all about trust in, in our game, especially in our game. And what we sell is trust. And obviously, that comes from credibility. So it's a long runway with marketing. So you have to do the work if you want to new clients coming to you. And often when we do marketing, we just focus on sales and we don't focus on fertilizing the soil, meaning that in Chattanooga, we've got a database now of about 10,000 paying clients and about 15,000 prospects. They don't buy from us. They just like our newsletters. They like the seminars we run. They know and like the brand. And then one day when they're ready to change accountants, hopefully we've done the work that they'll come and give us a chance to Mm -hmm. uh, consider us. And firms need to do this. And I use this analogy that you can grow your business by catching butterflies with a butterfly net, which is going to all all the different meetings and more business community and joining up this group and that group. And that's a bit like catching butterflies with a butterfly net. I mean, it's very effective, but it's very slow, dependent on you. So it becomes people dependent. And if I take you out of there, if I take the butterfly catcher out of there, then that's the end of your business. So I'd rather create a garden that attracts butterflies to us. But to create that garden, you've got to invest. Yes. So generally, you should be looking at between 5 to 8% of your turnover to uh, invest back into marketing. And if you're not investing that amount of money, then you're not fertilizing the soil or creating that database of prospects. So it's not just about someone uh, buying something from you today, but it's about building up that prospective database that potentially can buy from you in the future. It's a, a long runway. It's a long, long-term long plan, a game if you like, and you've got to put aside a certain amount of your money and you know, I call it a balance sheet investment.
1: Jamie, if you look back over the last 10 years or so, building Sky, uh, how have you approached this? Because Again, you have a fairly natural ability when it comes to sales and converting new clients, but your mentality towards building the butterfly garden as opposed to walking around with a net and it being reliant on you, how have you ingrained that into Sky over the last couple of years?
2: Yeah, before I met Ed and got involved in the mentoring side, it was our marketing was really ad hoc. So we would start and stop. Never forget, we'd start the newsletters and do newsletters for six months and then stop, get too busy. I haven't got time for that. And so it was really ad hoc. Hop approach and I think some a lot of the time we do that in our own firms but we also see our, our own clients do that and Ed just kept saying you've got to invest, you've got to invest and another analogy Ed said to me was that with the marketing it's like having a massive ball and once you push that ball the ball would get rolling and it's important to keep pushing the ball and keeping the momentum up because if you let that ball stop then it's so much harder to start the ball rolling again. That's essentially my experience with the marketing now for for quite some years, we've consistently done a fairly high quality newsletter, which I know some of the members have seen it as well. And it's just essentially continually, continually posting high quality and just good information on your website. I would say the biggest thing is persistency and consistency with marketing. Mm-hmm. They are the absolute key because if you stop the marketing, it's so much harder to get it going. And SEO, it loves new content. These days, we get consistent leads in day in, day out just based on the content that's on our website and the information that we're putting out there
1: yeah it's a great point i think we are talking about sales but it is incredibly important to talk about this topic of marketing leading into sales because it can do most of the heavy lifting for us as that is mentioned when it gets to the sales bit because if we go through that process of building awareness and building credibility and building trust it just makes and that quote on the, the slide that you can see there is, is the quote that should be in focus here and something that we should always always remember because I think we get this bit wrong we get to a point where we say oh we need to go on the the client drive We, we need to get new clients and we need it now so let's turn the marketing tap back on because we, we turned it on last year but then we got too many clients so we turned it off and then we'll turn it back on again. So it's just on, off, on, off and you stop that ball and then you have to try and start it again as yeah. opposed to gaining momentum and doing that consistently. And I just wanted to go back to you just briefly because it is something that you mentioned in terms of growth strategies for traditional accounting firms is to, to increase sales we decide to bring a partner in. and in the, back to your analogy of the butterfly net that's another person with a butterfly net as opposed to building that that
0: garden. So, what's your view on that? Yeah, absolutely. Often, and for different reasons, people can have a business model where they rely on people to grow their business. So, typically, when you do that, you then you know bring in a partner, a finder to join you. And a lot of the big firms do that. Their model, their business model, is to you know bring in a partner that's a finder or someone that's out there catching butterflies. And often, if you build a business model around people like that, then obviously, when they retire, the whole growth stops. And in a lot of these really big firms, like the big fours, a lot of their policies are that when you reach a certain age, you've got to retire and there's no equity. They don't pay you any equity out. And I think that's a really silly model because you're building it around people. Whereas the model that I've come up with is to build it around systems and processes so that you're not people dependent. So you don't have to go out there hunting for these finders. And often you'll read in the newspaper that this big four firm pinched this partner from that big four firm and it's like a badge of honor. And I think that's crazy. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, of course, is if you don't have processes and systems like we do in Wise, then you have to have people to hold the whole thing together. So your people becomes your systems. And if you have people that becomes your systems, then you become people dependent again. And then, of course, they hold you to ransom because you're so dependent on these people. Often when a firm's growing and they don't focus on their systems or they don't know what systems to put in place, they'll invite another partner in to hold the whole thing together. And then when it grows again, they'll uh, pull in another partner to hold the whole thing together and typically you get to about a million dollars per partner before they're henry and then they need to look for another partner because they're people dependent not systems dependent and when you look at the BRW's top 100 accounting firms they've all got about a million dollars per partner so if it's a a two million dollar firm there's around two partners if it's a five million dollar firm there's five partners and so forth and that's because they're people dependent not systems dependent and what wise brings to the table is about systematizing 80 percent of so you can personalize the last 20% and it's not dependent on you, it's dependent on the system. And when your system's dependent, you're not held to ransom by anybody and hence your business can run and pay you a passive income. And this is what I've achieved and 10 offices around Australia and that's what Jamie's achieved as well. And a lot of the people that have taken on the, the wise mentoring program has achieved that as well.
1: Yeah, and I think at the crux of that, it comes back to your mantra of building an extraordinary system over being reliant on extraordinary people because it, and that's certainly also looking at ourselves as the bit removing ourselves as the business owner of the extraordinary person from the business so it isn't as reliant on us it's more reliant on the system itself
0: yes and so, of course the marketing as well so in that same brand of thinking the marketing is mm-hmm. customized as well and you've got to invest the money into it yeah and the, the
1: system then creates that consistency And because if it is still reliant on humans the consistency just disappears I think correct Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For more practical wise tips on how to build a business that runs without you, head over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of the Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek Playbook. We've included a link in the show notes
0: below. See you on the next episode.